Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the Cult Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post credit scene at the end of each episode, or join us for our monthly movie club Zoom call where we discuss a film together, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash All right. This is my vocal warm up. <laughs> Just yelling. The Oscars. Oh, my Zoom just said, Are you playing music? Oh, why, oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Zoom. No, I'm not. Why does uh, it want to know if you're playing everybody. music? What's, what, what will it do know. if you are? It's, it's, it's never done that. It says set up professional audio and audio settings. Oh, I guess you so, so play... it thinks it's like, a, it's like it's a backhanded compliment. It's like, are you playing yeah. music? Because um, you should have better audio if you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome everybody to the Cold Popshire podcast. This is the final of our Cold Popshire Oscar season for 2021. Um, I'm AJ, joined by uh, usual co-host slash, I don't know, I'm also the co-host. There's no host. It's just two co-hosts. Richard. Yeah, we're like the Oscars. There's no host. Yeah. And our, our actor friend, Aaron, who's joined us for the last few podcast about podcast about the oscars and that was actor friend as in two separate things actor slash friend actor, actor mm-hmm. slash friend correct um to talk about the oscars now let's first acknowledge that the oscars already feels like it happened weeks ago now by this mm. point but our the gods of the podcast cycle uh, meant that unless we wanted to record something extra we had to wait till right now to uh, release an episode debriefing the mm. Oscars, which people are already swiftly losing any mm. interest in. But hey, you haven't heard us talk about it, and that's what matters. We're going to make this fun for you, make it fun for us, mm. make you want to wish, wish maybe it was still happening. Maybe, you know, yeah. remember the Oscars. And to start off, um, I would just like to ask Aaron, have you ever been in a car accident or had any kind of near misses with car accidents? Uh, yes, yeah. I have. Do you want um, to tell us the story? I can, yeah, I can. what street were you on? Um, <laughs> and what street were you on? I don't remember the name of the road. It was in Christchurch. Uh, I don't, um, not Christchurch interested roads. Then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my father and I were returning a large rotary hoe. Uh, <laughs> what was it named? <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, it's a large machine that just like digs up a field basically Um, so we were like towing it back in his car and it was far too big for the size of his car and we were like driving down the road and um, the like trailer started to like fishtail and it was like swerving and then eventually like it sort of swung around and then just like completely like spun the car around so we like ended up on the other side of the road um, so that like if there was an oncoming car we definitely would have died or someone would have died Uh, and it was pretty terrifying and then we walked like 30 meters to one of his clients houses and was like can you come and pick up your rotary hoe <laughs> we almost just died how old were you when, when was this uh i would have been oh i think it was like 11 12 oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Sure, i've had many so. near-death experiences I've, with my I dad so. the name of the street but um it was you know uh it might not Marshlands Road. Is it like Preston's Road? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Preston's Road, but the kind of like rural part of Preston's yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah. You know how it's real uneven? Yeah. yeah For I'm everyone right. at home who has this <laughs> idea of uh, this weird, obscure street in Christchurch. Oh, yeah. No. Mm, Preston's yeah. Road. That's what people listen to the podcast. Yeah. 
this 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 little tangent very early on brought to you by asap broccoli a um recent uh ex fan of cult popsha who made a stink in our subreddit this week uh and i guess we're calling him out this is fine he can not like the show yeah. anyway he got annoyed at us for uh talking about streets and car crashes last week so <laughs> now we're going to do, do it every week um you must know the specific how, street yeah 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 that's how we deal with with criticism yeah th- well this will this will be our new like for a while when we would have guests on we would say um can you do a new zealand accent and now it'll be have you been in a car accident and what was the street <laughs> yeah well oh. i think that's a dangerous question to ask a guest dude you never know you Maybe never know what be like, street yeah. it might be <laughs> no. yeah i'm yeah, dead i'm why. actually dead i wasn't <laughs> a car accident i actually did <laughs> yeah or like the, someone's just on a street with a really problematic name. <laughs> um, all right, so okay. yeah, the Oscars, ninety uh, third Academy Awards. Um, it was it was funny watching them because. So did you actually did you watch the ceremony? Or? Yeah, I watched. Uh, thankfully, we recorded it, so I didn't watch it live. So there was yeah. uh, there was a fair bit of uh, fast forwarding going on, <laughs> especially um, during the red carpet. My God, that was disappointing. But anyway, yeah. My favorite part of the red carpet was when the the um, the lady MC was interviewing um, uh, Stephen Ewan, and she asked him what it was like to like represent um asian americans um in an oscar award nominated film and he gave this answer and she responded with wow that's such a beautiful answer i'm just gonna take that in for a second and you what are you and then she moved on to the next question (laughs) it was weird it was weird it was if i was to describe these oscars in one word i'd say it was fucking weird man (laughs) yeah i would say i'd say that's two words but you can leave the fucking out of it if you if you want i'm gonna leave Um, the weird out of it (laughs) (laughs) i feel like every every year i'm brought into some new negative emotion associated with the oscars whether that's disappointment or shame and this year i was just like this is so strange. What the hell is yeah. going on? Like almost the whole time. So I, 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 they made a lot of changes and 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 whatnot. Um, some of them I fucking loved. I, I like the. I, I really like. It took place at um Union Station, um and the Dolby Theater. Um, and I. I I liked it. I I liked the the station that they that they did it in. The the ceremony opened up with Regina King walking to the stage kind of thing and it had it was like it had opening credits and it was shot at 24 frames per second rather than um 25 or 30 which would be normal kind of broadcast standard um and and it was shot in like a in like a widescreen kind of thing rather than just 16 by 9 it's like yeah there was a lot of stuff going into it that they said oh we're going to try and make this feel like a film and so yeah i guess first off we can kind of talk about like the the actual uh the aesthetic of the of the awards this year because because that was that was a huge change and it was yeah i i really liked that and having more kind of limited seating and they would um they would bring the bring different people in based on who what awards they're up for and stuff yeah what do you guys think of like just strictly talking about how the awards looked this year what do you what do you guys reckon of the changes i thought the um just speaking purely aesthetically, I thought the like kind of outdoor decorated garden where everyone was in like pre-show mm. was done really nicely. Yeah, I liked it. Um, and yeah, I I would echo your thoughts. I think uh, aesthetically, the like the train station was like I don't know, it was gorgeous, man. Just those mm. like people sitting in booths look nice, look mm. nice rather than just like this cramped average theater yeah that you don't really even see i mean i guess you see the kind of like decorative booths that people sit yeah. in yeah and i imagine it's more fun for the the nominees as well that you get to sit there with and meet new people kind of thing like glenn close so they're watching about, glenn close <laughs> yeah being being best mates with daniel kaluuya now like um yeah i think it's like because because i think um i've, I've heard well, that like the golden globes is like the more fun one because you get fed you get drunk you you sit around at a circular table with with your mates kind of thing whereas the oscars is like we are the serious one you're gonna sit there for three hours you're not allowed to get up <laughs> um and it's just like yeah you're sitting in a theater just watching something unfold you're not you're not really part of it as much and then they, they try and do the 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 games with it and, and shit like that and they had a little bit of that this year um but we'll get to that but 
um yeah even like just the, the way it was filmed like they would how they would have presenters like standing in the middle of the crowd and the the camera would you know go up to them and, and go over their shoulder to reveal who won kind of thing rather than like you stand on the mark here you hold it up at this height and we'll get a close-up of it kind of thing yeah aj yourself yeah i think it really called into question well it made me question something i've never questioned before which is why has it always been the same mm. for 92 years it was always the same thing it's always in a big theater and done exactly the same and it's like the olympic the olympics opening ceremonies are different like completely different every year mm. if, if i know it happens less less frequently but it's still completely different and this is like well why this is this is to celebrate the art of filmmaking mm. and this is the first time they've tried to do something remotely interesting and different with how it looks i don't know it made me wonder why they don't do this all the time and and i know in the actual ceremony this year themselves when they cut across to where they usually have it and brian cranston was there mm. he was like uh this is where it'll be it, it's it's been held here for however many years and it'll be returning here next year and i was actually like oh, okay like yeah right. <laughs> it's what the, the, i imagine like hollywood types are more attached to it that it's like you know, there are probably people there that it's like, oh, yeah, I won an Oscar, but it wasn't in the Dolby Theatre, you know? Like, yeah, and, and so I imagine that's kind of more of a, like, for them kind of thing. I mean, but they they, they got rid of hosts and, and dumb sketches and stuff, and it's like, well, not people entirely. like that. No, but but I, th- I think there's still room for some kind of fanfare, and yeah. I think maybe that could be achieved by having it at a different location or doing the structure a little differently each year. Mm. I think that that's way more interesting than having Billy Crystal come on and, and host. <laughs> yeah. you know? I think something I would say, though, is, and something that I was kind of thinking about when I was watching the Oscars is like, you know, we talk about like why aren't they like the Golden Globes, like people have fun there, but I guess part of the thing is like, the fact that it was more casual is maybe like the the casualer feel this year is maybe why the uh, for me they fell a little bit flat was because like you know the reason they have it in the same place and they're doing the same way is because that kind of feeds into that idea of like prestige and tradition these are the most and this important is, ones. these they're are the, the most important ones the season yeah yeah because we do it the same way we did it a hundred years ago you know and that kind of feeds into like it seeming important because there's like this tradition of how they do it mm. so I just I yeah I just wonder if they were to go in that direction like you know how do you balance the two of still being like we're the best yeah yeah or, like because you know? because I, yeah, I get what you mean that if, if there aren't these traditions in place then it just becomes another like it's the independent spirit awards you yeah know? like exactly. yeah, there's nothing to, to make it stand out and i think yeah but th- there probably is some way to balance that it was i mean you, you know obviously it seems to the idea that it's less important resonated with people because this is the lowest uh viewed academy awards in history um since they started recording nielsen ratings in 1974 um so yeah only 10 10.4 million viewers it's normally like even even the ones they normally complain about are like high 20s or, or in the 20s at least um it was initially reported as being under 10 million which was like a huge thing but it's slightly over but yeah i i i mean i don't know i i base my whole year around awards season or like you know following these kind of things and we do these podcasts about it but i have heard people say that like it, it was less um less advertised this year like most people didn't know what was going on because it was such a weird time of the year but i think as well that um there, there was no real because you know last year was such a clusterfuck for movies anyway that like i think maybe if there had been like a tenet or something like that in the uh in the best picture nominees because your average person won't have seen any of the best picture nominees mm. yeah it's probably Not, true. like like last year you had like joker a few years ago you had like dunkirk like movies mm. like that that are like y- your average person has some kind of investment in next year june's gonna win best picture so you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah it's just kind of like that they're, they're all the films are a little bit more niche this year and so i think you yeah, people just don't didn't care about it so much yeah um, yeah which which is a shame and um mm. you'd you'd, you'd kind of hope that this year would be like a, a blip on the radar because of covid but i mean it, we could be seeing the start of like a very sharp decline and then i think it was on the the 90th when we talked about it that i said i think there'll be a 100th academy awards but i don't think there'll be a 190th like yeah um, sure that 
Yeah, it feels like it's it's going downhill, but I, I don't know what would what would replace it or why like why you would just stop. Do you reckon saying that is a bolder prediction than AJ saying Dune will win Best Picture? <laughs> well, my one takes a lot longer to verify. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, you might not be around. You might not necessarily be around. Yeah. <laughs> mine takes it. That that's a good thing, Richard. That means mine takes a lot, lot less time to be proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> also, just just while we're talking about aesthetic as well, the whole thing didn't take place entirely in the train station. There was these little cuts to other places. So they had people sitting in in a theater in London that they like had quite a, a good live link to um, and they could get reaction shots they had families sitting there as well it wasn't just nominees there was like um Sasha Baron Cohen and Isla Fisher were standing in Sydney um like with clearly just in, in a studio or something like that because they were green screen in front of the city uh, Harbour Bridge and then uh yeah, yeah like Florian Zeller was in, in France and they had all these like high quality links because they said no zoom but they set up a few major places and then were able to i guess just get a camera to um to a few other places what was your guys favorite like weird thing excluding award wins Mm. what was your favorite weird things that happened because th- this whole thing had a it had a weird energy yeah and yeah. that's sort of what i want to focus in on um one of my favorite like i, I guess like weird things and it wasn't so much weird but the 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 when they crossed to um bong jun ho in south korea he was in a cinema there and and he gave this this incredible speech um and i think that was when he announced he was announcing best director i think halfway through the show for some reason yeah um that um and and it was cool because he he gave this this speech in in Korean and then they did like this reveal to his translator and it was like his translator became this like beloved character last award season so it was such a great like that that, that was that I, I I had a big smile on my face seeing her and then also the the language of that shot is like here she is you know like and <laughs> knows that you were hoping to see her kind yeah. of thing that that was um I. I really liked that, and it was it was a nice like shot as well. It was like, it was very nicely lit and everything like that. Yeah, um, and I just oh God, I just love um, he he just looks so cuddly, like yeah, like yeah. a little oh, yeah. like a little bear, yeah, a little puppy that you want to take <laughs> home, a little border collie that you saw at the market earlier on today. <laughs> uh, did you have any favorite weird aesthetic moments? Um, weird favorite weird moments. I don't know. I don't know if it was my favorite moment, but I actually quite liked the Glenn Close has like weird pop culture, like weird specific pop culture yeah. knowledge of like past Oscar winners. Yeah. Um I don't know. It just says something about like her that she's kind of not like a nerd, but you know, like she yeah, actually yeah. cares about things that are kind yeah. of like irrelevant to people and she's not just like a famous celebrity who's like, I don't give a shit who was nominated for best song. She's yeah. like, I know this exactly because I love the Oscars. <laughs> even um, though they yeah, don't love yeah. me back. I do yeah, yeah. Um I do have to report that that part was scripted. Oh um, really? Yeah, and they've confirmed since then that that part was scripted. So there was they, they played they did a segment where what um, the fuck where so Lil so Rel um went around and played like a segment from like Oscar songs and was like was this a nominee a winner or was it not nominated? Played a few songs like um, Purple Rain was one, and they're like yeah it's a fucking travesty it wasn't nominated. It actually wasn't eligible, to be fair. Um, but another song from the soundtrack, I think, was nominated or even won. But um, Purple Rain wasn't specifically written for the movie Purple Rain, so it wasn't eligible. But um, yeah, he went around a few, and a lot of them looked like they didn't want to take part in it. And then they played um, the song Debut, um, and Glenn Close was like, because Lil Rel was like, oh, you're probably not going to know this. And she was like, no, no, I know that. And, and as you say, like, rattled off the the name, the song, and that it wasn't nominated or, or that it didn't win. Um, and then she got up and like twerked and it's, and they've, they've come out since and said like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was scripted, but no one knew Glenn Close was going to get up and dance like that. And everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and she said that it was like Cut the, to commercial. The, the, the table she was sitting at was like Daniel Kaluuya and a couple other people. And they were like, bro, like get up and dance when you do it. It'll be so funny. And then they just like egged her on shit. Maybe had a bit to drink, but, um, but yeah, her like rattling off the, the, the stats about it. What was unfortunately scripted. Oh man. Um, that, that changes everything. Yeah. My least favorite part of the whole. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. AJ is the person who asked the question. Do you have a, a uh, an answer in mind? 
Yeah, I liked that when, um, like, so many, so many uh, acceptance speeches and 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 monologues from winners and stuff took time to sort of acknowledge the craziness of the last year or so, mm. uh, and including one film, uh, which is like a a Groundhog Day, but you get killed by a cop every day. T- two distant strangers. Yeah, one best uh, sh- short was that it? Live action short. Yeah, it's on Netflix yes yeah yeah and so and like that's one example of of some pretty like um calculated and then at times would have been considered risky uh opinions to to come out with uh and then the humanitarian award went to tyler perry mm. and he got up and s- talked about how he refused to hate anyone um and he listed off several like races and minority groups that he refused to hate uh, and then he also mentioned police and then mm. quickly moved on to the next. It was very funny to like, because you just know everyone in that room would have been like, because well, you- he, he went like, um, he's like, I refuse to hate anyone because of the color of their skin or their sexuality. And everyone starts clapping. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that they're, they're a cop or that. And, and it's like, everyone's yeah. already clapping. Then they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And and just just in terms of Tyler Perry himself, like first of all, you're winning a humanitarian award, mm. and you then take the time to yeah call like thank thank the police who had been like already derided in that in the yeah. in the show. By I think as well speech. the thing that like even if you're not like a cab and and or whatever, it's like the fact is that um. Because the, the whole thing of people were like, uh, blue lives matter. And it's like, there's no such thing as a blue live, uh, as a blue yeah, life. exactly. Because like, you you don't, you don't have to, you're not born a cop and you don't, you, yeah, like it, it's it, they're different. It's different than sexuality or race, yes. um, which I, which is the main point, even if you're not like, um, regardless of how you feel about cops. Um, yeah. You're not you're not stuck as a as a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, speaking of um aesthetic changes, one um that wasn't so great was um as they were it worked sometimes but not always. But as they were reading out the nominees, normally you know they would show like a a reel or the, like we talked about Bring the Oscar scenes, the reels, and they they did them for some and not for others. Like they didn't they do did them it when it was a film nominated, but nothing else. So if it was yeah a, any yeah. this picture, the short films, the documentary, foreign film, they all got clips. But when it was a person or a craft, yeah, I which mean, is cra- so I mean, it is weird people, when you're it? doing. Um, like because for the actors I like you know what like while it's fun to guess what the scene shown will be um, it was kind of cool being like hearing the stories of the people and how they got there like um, again like didn't always work it depending on who was doing it Laura Dern decided to like talk to the person and they had to awkwardly like turn around and be like yeah thanks Laura Dern Um, (laughs) and then but yeah, for, for things like makeup and hairstyling and costume design, production design, it's like we need to see these. Yeah, because because oh, normally it's like it's you, you get like a little sketch, and then the sketch blends into something that's on screen, and it's like that's always cool to see. But it's weird to be like, oh yeah, trust me, they did real good <laughs> hairstyling. Oh, I I would go further than saying it's real cool to see. I would argue it's the whole point of the show. Like yeah. I was, I like. I was just baffled. I was like, well, fuck. Like, I don't know what the costume and hairstyling looked like in this random film I haven't seen. Like, it was just, it was so frustrating. I don't, it, mm. it, it took out a magic out of the Oscars. And I was just like, this is so strange. And again, as you say, Richard, I know we kind of dunk on whenever an actor does an Oscar scene, but it's still like... Well, I still want to see it. I mm. still want to see mm. an example. Not not just because I I want to see, uh, you know, I want to judge them up and say did they deserve it. But like, if I've seen the film, I want to relive the magic. I want to be yeah. reminded of why they're nominated. And also, yeah, there's there's kind of like a, a joy in seeing like. Ah, oh, you thought that was the best scene in the movie too? Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah, I remember exactly. for, for Black Klansman, how we were talking about, like, surely it has to be the scene because, like, he has um, Adam Driver, I'm talking about. He had the, like, the big scenes in the film where he's shouting and everything like that. But the moment where he is, like, looking at his um, Ku Klux Klan membership card and is saying, like, I've, I, I, I am Jewish, but I've never thought about it. But for the last week, that's all I've been able to think about. And it was like, and, and we kind of all picked that up as being like, 
oh that's it's such a good moment in that film and then that was his oscar scene and we were like yes like this is this is his best part of the film um so yeah shit like shit like that's cool to just get that kind of validation or to to know that that's being recognized when you feel like it's like this little you know and it's in some ways it's like good it's good advertising for films as well you know like Mm. people watch the oscars and like yeah that hair styling does look sick we go watch this movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and also, I just wanted to see what they were going to pick for Maria Bakalova's uh, Oscar yeah, scene hard. for Yeah, for Bora. Yeah, man. Um, and speaking of which, Brad Pitt butchered her name, a name that I would argue yeah. is actually very easy to pronounce. He said Maria Bakalova Buck- or something. Yeah. And I was like, are you not, not like vetted on this beforehand? Do they not go, okay, Brad Pitt, here's how, how to pronounce all these people's names just so you don't get it wrong. Well, and he, he <laughs> so mailed Yuna Zhang. Um, and she commented yeah. on the fact that that he um, he got it right. Um, the harder but, name to say, yeah, but also um, Regina King called it um, Barat too. Barat, <laughs> <laughs> spoken like someone who's never heard or seen of Borat. Yeah, like <laughs> so insane. <laughs> like, I is it possible? Is it possible that Regina King doesn't know what Borat is? <laughs> like, because because the way she pronounced it, it's like she assumed it was some kind of like actually eastern european like <laughs> yeah. war character well, piece because she read like, the entire title and kind of like had a bit of a like yeah i'm reading the whole title kind of moment and it was yeah. like yeah maybe she, maybe she just didn't get it like <laughs> i don't think regina king knows what borat is <laughs> <laughs> what or who one of the things as well is that like uh, because the the cinema is the like um place was so small, you sort of got the feeling that Brad Pitt was directly eyeballing Maria at the same time as mispronouncing her name. <laughs> There's no like hiding from it either. She's like, yeah, yeah you just mispronounced my fucking name. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna yeah. do next? Not give me an Oscar? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah. So um, uh, on to like, I guess yeah, let's talk talk about some winners um for a bit. Uh, so for first first awards of the night were for the um, the writing, and the um, adapted screenplay went to the father, and this was one of those like because that was that was surely a lock for for Nomadland, um, and that was one that was like damn, well, that's a surprise. What what was even more of a surprise was um, how hot Florian Zeller is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, is he the one with like heaps of hair? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like all I was watching during his speech was like, man, that guy's got, that guy's really chosen a haircut. Uh, yeah, motherfucker got locks. <laughs> As a man who's going bald, I was like, bastard. Oh. <laughs> well, that's where that's where all your hair went. Yeah. <laughs> Paris, France. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, so there's a, and um, Emerald Fennel or Fennel, I think is the thing that was being pronounced on the night. Was uh, yeah, she won for um, original screenplay, um, which was cool. Uh, for promising young woman, of course, and um, one of the other early awards of the night, which is always uh, one of the first, is supporting actor, uh, which went to Daniel Kaluuya, who gave a, a great speech. Um, he got up there and was like, "Yeah, thank. I just want to thank God," and then like took a moment, and I was like, "Okay." But then, and, and then they had his um, his mum and sister watching from London, and he's like. My parents had sex, like, and then, <laughs> and you could see, oh, the reaction was so funny because his mum was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" And his sister was like, "Oh, gross!" Like, like put her, oh, put fuck, Daniel, in her head. shut up, yeah. gross. <laughs> it was actually like that. It was such a like real reaction. It was so yeah. funny. And then he he said like a couple of days after, he's like, "No, nah, I've been dodging my mum's calls. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to talk to her yet." <laughs> she did look hugely disappointed. Oh God, yeah, like, like, yeah, like it was a very like you're gonna get your ass whooped. <laughs> like, winning an award for portraying Fred Hampton, like this this insanely influential, important public figure, and then your speech is like, my parents had sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, there's um the the odd one two punch of production design and cinematography going to Mank. Um, cinematography going to Mac was 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 a strange one, and and the way these awards were kind of spaced out because it was assumed Nomadland would get a couple more, but yeah, Nomadland got the most awards with only three, which is the first time since two thousand six um, 
where the most awards won it was three. And I blame the order of the award presentation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get to that because that's kind of the the big thing of the night. But I actually, I didn't mind director being in the middle. I like. Nah, nah, I disagree. Director tells you who's going to win, dude. Like it's it it's, it's, too... it's, it so doesn't though. Like it's it's especially recently a director and um best picture have, have gone to um different films like more often than not in the last decade i think um they might yeah. be wrong but it feels like i it. think i think it's it still feels momentous though and yeah. it, it felt weird to be watching the oscar for like best animated short after i already know who's won best director yeah i i, I get what you mean but i i and maybe it's, it doesn't need to be director but normally there is like a a, a lull in the in the ceremony as those kind of smaller awards are given out i love that lull <laughs> i can go and get some snacks in that lull yeah 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 call out from the kitchen who won it and they're like oh it was uh colette and you're like oh yeah <laughs> haven't seen it <laughs> other uh fun speeches um yuna jung for minari that was an incredible speech so good. she was so good like she essentially got up there and was like yeah, I mean, the least you could do is give me this Oscar after you fucking butchered my name all awards season. <laughs> like, um, oh, she, yeah, she was fantastic. And it was that thing of like, she is kind of like her character from the first half of Minari. Yeah, after like, all this yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. I also uh, love that she just like walks off with Brad Pitt and then just like forces, yeah. forcibly grabs She was looking arm. for him. Yeah. Yeah. She was looking for him. She's like, "Where are you?" Yeah, Brad. <laughs> it, it was. Um, I think. Uh, I think Utha Dean said on Twitter about how like she has this energy of like, like this is how uh, <laughs> like every other country feels when it's like they give you know some some uh, uh, Western actor a um, an award in like Japan and they go there and they're like oh okay like thanks whatever <laughs> um, and it's like yeah and now she's coming to the like the academy awards and being like okay yeah i mean i've been a pretty fucking big deal in korea for like 50 years well, but okay bong joon ho did the same thing last year as well yeah yeah uh, yeah and, and like it, it, it is it is very fun before we get to the the big kind of controversy of the night i do a couple of other things i want to bring up the um in memoriam um that's a big thing for us here at the cop option podcast that every year <laughs> and it was obviously chadwick boseman was the last name who's the only name who got like more than a second what a fucking oh terrible God. in memoriam it, it was, was so weird because garbage. it wasn't standard either yeah it was like it would fast forward in bits and then yeah. it would slow down so that it was like clear who they cared about and who they didn't yeah, care about it was like so, so the, the, the other thing with the memoriam section was normally it's it's put to some very slow song often there'll be a live performer but they, they put it to stevie wonders as which is a reasonably fast tempo song they're, they're clearly trying to cut to the tempo of the song um and i don't mind having a little bit more of an upbeat song but when we've just watched glenn close twerk and in this like you know an unnecessary segment which which felt like very out of place with the rest of the ceremony to then feel like the in memoriam section was on fast forward is like this is actually just disrespectful to these people yeah like and and going through because it was a lot of names i was like oh fuck yeah they died like that because quite often you'll be like half the names you'll never heard of that there'll be there'll be a set designer or something like that they you know have great credits to their name but um not exactly a household name whereas there's quite a few like decently famous people in there and like like christopher Plummer's name was on screen for less than a second like mm. there were there were some that were some some got their their one second of the spotlight but it was so quick. You could either look at their face or read the name. For a lot of them, you couldn't do both. I as so in my uh, outside of my cult popsha life, I'm a freelance video editor, mm. and I've had I've been given gigs before. Well, I haven't been given in memoriam gigs, but I've been given gigs that are like of the same editing. Yeah, give give us like a, a reel of a bunch yeah, of the, things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I gotta say, seeing the fallout, I'm just like, ugh. I could have seen myself editing something that looks like this. Like just in the in the vacuum of no feedback or no public feedback. Yeah. I could see editing that, sending that to the client and them being like, "Great, thanks. Send us your invoice." <laughs> <laughs> just cuz cuz you don't know. Like if they go, "All right, here's the list. Cut we need to a beat. here are the pictures." Yeah. Uh yeah, cut to the cut to the beat and uh you have to end with Chadwick Boseman. I feel like that's all they, they were told. Mm. It's like there can't have been anything, any other information they were given. Yeah. 
Um, another fun thing about the about editing is that the um, they still made all the technical people sit at the back, even though they had like more limited seating. And um, I saw a thing that said about the it's funny putting the editors at the back when they um so when they win their award you have to wait for them to walk down and they're the people that are thinking this could be cut out (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah there was a lot of um uh, a lot of good stuff in the in the ceremony um the chloe zhao obviously the second woman to win best director uh which actually was censored in china they didn't play they cut away from they didn't play her win um why because she's spoken out against the chinese government uh, it's like eight years ago and she didn't even really yeah. say anything that bad eh? yeah and but but it was one of those things it got picked up on like social media there and um yeah they 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 blocked her name from appearing on chinese social media um and yeah so it was just pretty shitty very cool and normal thing to do thank you chinese <laughs> government <laughs> all right so let's get to the big controversy of the night the award for best picture went to nomadland that's not what's controversial what's controversial is that it was the third to last award like we came back from an ad break and then they were like here are the nominees for best picture and it's like oh because they didn't do the thing they normally do where they're like a woman uh, uh, lives in a van and goes around uh, as a nomad this is nomadland and they'll play a little you know um thing from it and they'll do that all throughout the night so that you kind of are familiar with the films they just they did it and they're like oh they're doing all of them right now they, that's weird oh why is she why is um she holding an envelope um why is she reading out who what what <laughs> no like um and we were still waiting for the awards for best actor and best actress the yeah and then renee zellweger came out and it's like because by this point everyone had said oh they want to end on chadwick boseman and then renee zellweger comes out and it's like well, that means they're doing best actor first. And then they did a, a small break from tradition that not many people are talking about because what happened next? Um, but the best uh, previous best actress winner read out the award for best actress. Normally they, they swap. Um, and then Frances McDormand won and kind of one of those, like it feels like the obvious choice, but it was also kind of like an upset, like Carrie Mulligan and Viola Davis were kind of like, or it could go to either of them and, and maybe they canceled each other out and Frances McDormand just won, but she's now the seventh person um, to win a three acting Oscars. Um, and after Catherine Hepburn, the only person to win three lead actress um, uh, wow. awards. And I think, and Daniel Day-Lewis is the only man with three lead um, acting um, Oscars. So, you know, she's, statistically one of the best actors of all time good on her she is incredible well according to the academy awards which makes several other questionable decisions but yeah yes. yeah that's what <laughs> statistically speaking do you reckon her award <laughs> acceptance speech was the weirdest of anyone who's won three oscars it was she was howled was she howled yeah she howled yeah. yeah i was like is this a reference to nomadland that i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> and she's also the um I think the first woman and maybe the first person to win um, an, an Oscar for Best Picture and Best Actress on the same night. Damn. Yeah, because she was a producer on Nomadland. Right next to each other as well. And she already just did a speech for Nomadland. And yeah, I was and like, then oh, came out and was like, well, I'll just speak as the wolf. Yeah, yeah. her, 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 her acceptance for, for Best Picture of Nomadland was the acceptance speech of someone who is in no way expecting to mm. get Best Actress yeah, yeah, yeah. In, t- in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've already used up all my good material. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, <laughs> so just howl exactly. again. Uh, but yeah, then Joaquin Phoenix came out and delivered the the last award of the night. The, the only the second time that the last award of the night hasn't been Best Picture. The first time was in 1972 when Charlie Chaplin won an honorary Oscar, and they say, say that for last, which is good that they did because he got a 12 minute standing ovation um, before making a speech. Um, and that was his first time in, to the US in 20 years. There was like a period of time where he was very unpopular and he went to Switzerland and lived in isolation for 20 years and then won this honorary Oscar and then died only like five years later. But anyway, there, um, Viking Phoenix came out and it was like, at this point, you know, everyone's, everyone's getting ready for the big emotional Chadwick Boseman tribute. Why else would you save that for last? It's, it's loaded in the vision mixer queue. Yeah. Like it is. Yeah. You know, like Stephen Son wait, Stephen Sondheim. Who <laughs> <laughs> directed it? Uh well a, a, the, 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 the director was actually um 
uh, Glenn Weiss, but Steven Soderbergh was one of the producers. Soderbergh. Yeah. Yeah. They're sitting in the vision mixer. They're like, all right, load the Bozeman tribute clip, please. They're ready. They're, they're, they're primed to, to play and have what I'm sure was a very touching tribute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, his, his uh, Chadwick Bozeman's wife was there, who um, was a widow, I should say, who... Uh, you know, he's been making these beautiful speeches all throughout award season. And then Joaquin Phoenix goes, all right, and the winner is Anthony Hopkins. All right, the, we, the Academy accepts this award on his behalf. Thank you, good night, cut to credits. Um, a few things there. <laughs> um, <laughs> a few things to unpack. So first of all, obviously the award in, you know, what some would call an upset, didn't go to Chadwick Boseman and went to Anthony Hopkins, who was asleep in Wales, <laughs> um, who... Uh, uh, it's now being alleged he offered to zoom into the that he's like you know yeah, if, yeah, if i, I win that. i can i can do a zoom call and they said no nah, you have to come to one of these places and he said well i just won't go then he also wasn't there for his nomination in two pipes but the man's 83 years old it's a global pandemic you can understand why he wouldn't want to travel and uh, he's also his win makes him the oldest uh acting winner of all time and he's also the first openly autistic um winner uh, because he came out, I don't know, as um, autistic in 2017. Um, so he he's won an award before, but hadn't been diagnosed or at least hadn't made it public. Which people have pointed out that the that the award season started with CS Film Music getting all this bashing because of um, her refusal to to be like, no, no, autistic actors aren't good enough. That's why I didn't hire them. And then the last award given in award season was to an autistic actor. Yeah, there is there is some poetry in it, but yeah. you can always find the poetry in anything with this sort of thing. Eh? Yeah. Like, there's just as much poetry, I guess, in Chadwick Boseman yeah. winning. And so so this is this is the thing, the, the, the whole Chadwick Boseman thing. It's, it's disappointing because, like we all said, Anthony Hopkins gives an incredible performance in The Father. It's, 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 I prefer his performance to Chadwick Boseman's in yeah. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like he didn't not deserve to win, but, you know, it would have been nice to give an award to Chadwick Boseman and to have this nice moment. But the thing is, that moment would have been nice no matter when it happened in the ceremony. It could have been the yeah. first award of the night and people would still be talking about it today if it had happened. Um, yeah, yeah. And it could it could have been the last award before best picture and it still would have been this huge emotional moment it, the the reshuffling the awards to have this last is it was this it was the unsinkable you know titanic <laughs> kind of thing it was it was that like cocky and mm. confident of a call on something that's not at all like it, it's it's a sure thing in the terms of like it seemed to be a sure thing in the terms of like the gambling world but it's like there's always a chance yeah. when there's five possibilities, it's not a sure thing. Like Especially it's not- at the Oscars, there's always a chance to be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> and we also, we know from the La La Land Moonlight thing that mm. they don't... Uh, you know what's the right fix the results. well yeah that's they the don't, thing that they don't they yeah. don't know because people because people have been saying on social media why would they put it last if he wasn't going to win and it's like l- literally the people making the show had no idea until Joaquin Phoenix read it out they 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 were hedging their bets and they made a very bold call but yeah the, the only the only like one maybe two people in the world knew who won before Joaquin Phoenix read it out um and that's the, and that's the accountants at PricewaterhouseCoopers oh to be in the in the director room Mm. during that last moment because you would have heard the most like lack of humility from people who are trying to do trying to create a piece of entertainment and not considering that you know a dead man is being is is what's on the table and and an old man winning is a is you know this good thing Mm. like you can i i can just hear them backstage going fuck what do you mean it wasn't like complete lack of awareness complete lack of tenderness and tact just like seeing them all as chess pieces i would have done that (laughs) (laughs) i i would have completely forgotten that we're talking about real people yeah and just been completely blown away by that result because the other the other thing about it is that um it's now come out as well that i'm like talking of the directors it's now like it's been alleged that apparently olivia coleman was supposed to do a speech to accept on his behalf because um ever since the marlon brando incident when he won and um a native american uh woman came on stage and said like 
treat Native American people better. And everyone was like, boo, boo. <laughs> um, that they said, oh, you now have to like actually tell us who's going to accept it on your behalf kind of thing beforehand. You can't just get someone to do it. And and apparently, yeah, Olivia Coleman had been nominated and was going to do a speech. And I'm sure she would have paid tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Um, that, you know, the, the, the elephant in the room kind of thing. But yeah, it seems like they just said, fuck, 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 uh, cut to credits. That, that they just they just panicked and got out of there because because Anthony Hopkins uploaded um, a video the next day essentially saying I had no idea I was going to win this is genuinely like such an honor and such a surprise and I want to take a moment to just just talk about Chadwick, to, to mention Chadwick Boseman that was like a, an abs- a huge loss taken far too soon. Um, Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But like, I had no idea this was coming. And very, very humble, very nice um, speech, but it was such a yeah. bizarre choice. Yeah, it is weird not to have someone live come up and like, you know, deal with what everyone's thinking you know yeah like yeah it would have been nice for someone to have had the opportunity to have come up and said something you know in tribute to his life or something the whole show was borderline unethically inspired by chadwick boseman like it was part of the the advertising for it it was part of the the markup the um Mm. the like art style of the like the branding of the awards this year was like vaguely like wakandan in a way (laughs) um and you know like it felt him not winning now you look back at all these decisions that were made and Mm. you're like geez this was i mean again they didn't know so it's hard to specifically place blame but you can't help but feel like there was there's an awkward exploitation thing going on um and here's here's the thing right Mm -hmm. here's what probably should have happened they should have nominated chadwick boseman for best supporting actor and daniel kaluuya for best lead actor Mm. because then both of those guys are going to win those categories sorry anthony hopkins i think I think Daniel Kaluuya would win over Anthony Hopkins if they were in the same category. And oh. the the the, fa- the fa- but the fact <laughs> that like they they are that's like Daniel Kaluuya was the lead in Judas and the Black Messiah, and Chadwick Boseman isn't really the lead in Ma Rainey's. Yeah, Black I mean Bond. he's he's the lead male, you'd you'd say. But um, he's the but he's a supporting character. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, there isn't. I wouldn't say there is a main character in Ma What's Rainey's. What's Ma Rainey? No, but it's not even really. You had to say her name to 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 get. (laughs) Well, I had to say the Black Messiah as well, and the Black Messiah was wasn't nominated for lead actor. The 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 sad thing about all this going on is that this is this is some execs' decision to reshuffle the show like that, and now Mm. you've ruined like because now the 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 story of Chadwick Boseman ends with. Oh, and then he didn't win an Oscar and they made a huge fucking deal about it. And then it went to Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins giving the performance of his career at 83 and winning an Oscar is now, oh, <laughs> fucking stole it from Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Nomadland's yeah, yeah. um, Oscar, the historic Oscar wins for Chloe Zhao and, and winning Best Picture is now like, yeah, that was a fucking weird ceremony. They didn't even give it to them last. Like you've, yeah. you've, you've, what, for what I thought up until the In Memoriam, which, which happened, you know, three quarters two thirds three quarters of the way through i thought this was was such an inventive like clever ceremony and the 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 wins were surprising enough to keep you on your seat but people who were deserving it were winning um and then the the end of the show just just stumbled at the finish line like literally if they just swapped the like best picture and best actor people would still be looking back on this fondly i think and and they would say oh yeah that was such a shame but it wasn't like 
it, they wouldn't have it. They had that overconfidence of the academy because that's that's the whole thing we always talk about is that the academy is so up themselves and like and and the Oscars do this every year where it's like it has to go a certain way and they they love having these little narratives they tell and they don't yeah. always work and this is what happens. Yeah. But yeah I, yeah, I was I was thinking up until a certain point like what are we going to talk about in the post mortem. Yeah you know they're like, sort of bringing this, this plane into land <laughs> yeah like and then and because and i was thinking i was like it would be good if we had another la la land moonlight situation that we could really debrief and, and then, then we got three in the last 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and like it was it, it's bizarre and it's it's just it's upsetting that they did that they did it yeah um chadwick chadwick boseman's legacy ends with a snub and an nft yeah like that's <laughs> that's what it is now yeah yeah, you deserve better. I remember <laughs> I was like, we were watching Sorry, it. Aaron, you said you said that like you don't know who Chadwick Boseman is. <laughs> like, I, can so, I can so imagine like someone listening to this conversation who's not interested in movies and, and just listening to me like, yeah, you deserve better. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, anyway, I've got something can, else to can say. Can you guys just sign for this package, please? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for sounding insensitive. <laughs> um <laughs> No, he he hundred percent did did deserve better, and that is the thing about the academy. Eh? Like, like I said before, just an extraordinary capacity to be both insensitive and to just like let you down. It's just like I don't know. It's like a friend who's like always asking for money, and you're like, no, no, he's turned his life around. This year is going to be the year, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then they ask you for more money, and you're like, this wasn't the year. Mm. um but yeah we were watching we were watching a recorded version of it later on um at night and i think just before the two-thirds mark my girlfriend's brother came in and he's like you're watching the oscars yeah it gets real weird in about 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, it's interesting like saying about chadwick boseman deserve better it's not even that you deserve to win no it's just that it deserved better than what happened um yeah yeah, yeah, weird Oscars this God, year. They'll, they'll be they'll be so stoked that they nominated Black Panther, eh? Like yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're that they're that close to to the narrative being you don't even care about Chadwick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We we nominated Black Panther. We nominated Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like it is the thing of like there's so many great actors that don't even have Oscar nominations, let alone wins. Glenn Close, look at her. Yeah, debut. <laughs> look at debut of glenn close because she she showed it off yeah um yeah oh what else happened um uh soul i like the acceptance speech for um best score there that um that trent Reznor and Atticus ross it felt very much like because john baptiste um it was the three of them and um it felt very much like Trini Reznor and Atticus Ross were like, hey, we've done this before, mate. You you take it, you know? And, and not even in like a condescending way. It was just like, dude, talk for as long as you want. I don't even have anything yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, they, they were quite happy to just just to just sit back. And, cause, and he, he gave a good speech and he, he was very clearly like very, very touched by it. Was there the guy who's just like giant? Uh, he's I pre- think it's someone pre- else. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's tall people there. It's Hollywood, baby. They... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that it was strange that um, whenever they did show a clip from a movie, they would show like the bit you don't tell your friends about when you tell them to go see it. Um, like another namely, round. another round. Um, mm. The clip they showed for another round, which won best foreign film, is like I don't want to call it the spoiler, but it's like the best part of the film. Mm. And it's the, um, the end and, of the film, the very end of the film. The move, the movie builds right up to that moment, and it's this it's, it's this amazing release of catharsis, mm. and that's the clip they showed. And it was like, oh, okay. There was another example. I can't. Oh, um, onwards clip was oh, the yeah. like twist ending of onward as well. Yeah. And there were a few other examples, and it was sort of like, and for the ones I hadn't seen, I was like, is this just the best part of the movie? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, my final thoughts are that. Uh, the Oscars, they're so every year they're so close, and then something stupid will happen, mm. and they 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 knock themselves right back to where they were when they started. Um, although I will say it, at least the it, it wasn't exactly the same problem plaguing them this year. No mm. one's no one's really talking about like racism or anything oh yeah, like it was their most with, like diverse 
set of nominees and winners. And um, and I'm sure that was very intentional and and contrary to what you can't um, even let them have it, that. <laughs> no, yeah, contrary to what Edge Lords will tell you on the internet, I don't think it's a bad thing that <laughs> that it was more diverse. Um, mm. it's yeah, but they they still have so many things going wrong. Like because the the new the new criteria for nominations that dropped like last year, like that didn't really seem to play into. Uh, I think that comes into effect next year. Ah, okay. Never mind then. But speaking of that, that is a good point. Next year, uh, we're going to have 10 nominees for Best Picture. They've they've bumped it back up to 10. Um, It was, from 2009 to 2010, it was, it had to be 10. And then after that, I think they made it um, anywhere between 5 and 10. It's however many pass a threshold. Um, But it was after The Dark Knight was snubbed in 2008. They were like, well, we probably should have nominated that, but there wasn't really room for it. Okay, let's open up the pool so we can, you know, have a more kind of diverse range of films. Um, and then I believe Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close got nominated and they were like, ah, maybe this is too many. Um, <laughs> and so, but yeah, back to 10, which will be, um, which will be cool. And that's part of like, yeah, you mentioned the, um, the these uh, equity and inclusion initiatives um, and, yeah, so there's there's essentially. I think it's four, good. It's good stuff. Yeah, it, it's, it's good it, stuff. Well, it, yeah, it's good stuff. But so there's there's four things, um, four different like uh, categories or like things you have to do, at, and you have to do two of them. And so it's to do with like the film has to be about or star like people of color or like issues around there, or it's like, and if not there, you then have to cast it, or the studio has to employ people like that and then i can't what the other one is but yeah you only have to fit two of those four so it's like essentially every main studio does that and if you if you look at the the um, the guidelines they're fucking bare minimum kind of thing you would hope that every studio and and, and on a cursory glance of um of ceos and whatnot i was like okay from what i can tell all the main studios especially the ones that are that are vying for oscars pass this so they only have to do one of the other three and it's like literally if you're just like on your film you're like ah hire it's like two department heads that are um minorities so it's like if you have and a lot of them lean female anyway like you're probably more likely to find a makeup and hairstyling head of department that's a woman um and so it's like a lot of these people were kind of went up in arms about it it's like oh oh you know like look at Shawshank Redemption that wouldn't have passed because it doesn't have any women in it it's like yeah but you look at it and it's actually very like not hard to but most films are going to pass these by accident um but and it's it's less a thing about oh you need you can only tell films that are about minorities or whatever it's like just hire some women and some minorities (laughs) like it's not that fucking hard but yeah, and part of this like inclusion and diversity thing is is bumping it up to ten nominees. Well, I'll hold off on my opinion then until we see what those ten nominees. Yeah, are. and but it'll be it'll be nice um, for us as well to be um, easily splitting it into well, two. We'll have already seen June, so we yeah. won't have to rewatch the, that. So. Um, we have to rewatch the winner. June actually isn't <laughs> on Variety's picks for best uh, picture nominees next year. Um, it's pr- it's That's currently ridiculous. picking House of Gucci, um, directed by Bradley Scott as uh, the winner, which is the Adam Driver and Lady Gaga picture. Which which apparently the Gucci family hate because they were like, we would never be this ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so they're picking, um, Variety's picking that for best picture and director. Um, best actor to go to Will Smith for King Richard. Um, best actress, Anna de Armas for Blonde. Supporting um, Idris Elba for The Harder They Fall. Supporting actress, uh, Olga Mer- Merides in the heights it's funny that this you, is it, so strange to even be talking about this. I, I, <laughs> I i love looking at these like a year out being like yeah this is being the ricardos amazon studios that'll probably win best film editing <laughs> how do they know how do they know but like like i i love that it's like that like they're calling best original score you know the power of the dog which i'm i'm that's a jane campion's new film and johnny greenwood scoring it and it's like yeah johnny greenwood's a fucking good scorer uh, yeah okay sweet do you reckon it's based on them seeing like previews or little clips or they're just like yeah these none of these are films are good. finished yet mm. <laughs> the, the, the the awards for the the picture their picks for best original song they're picking no time to die from no time to die is the winner but the <laughs> the the nominees are unknown possible song from Dear Evan Hansen, Encanto, House of Gucci, and Tick, Tick, Boom. <laughs> like, they, they just say, yeah, there'll probably be a song on these. Um, they're even saying 
Best achievement in stunts, not yet an official category. That'll go to Shang-Chi. Best achievement in casting, not yet an official category. That'll go to Don't Look Up. Wait, so are they thinking of actually having those categories? or is that uh, like Those are the lock? ones they push for every year. Um, stunts would be cool, but there's a, there's a fear that it would push people to do unsafe things just to try and win it. Um, best achievement in casting should probably have an award because if you watch the opening credits for any film um casting is the only one that appears in the opening credits which doesn't have a corresponding academy award i'm just i'm fascinated by awarding that that job that's so interesting Mm. what a cool what a cool um area of filmmaking to then make mainstream like knowledgeable to the mainstream yeah because because it's because you think about like um directing and acting and the and then like ensemble performances like so a lot of that is casting and and when you find people that have great chemistry and things like that, there's there's so many facets to it and it's um yeah it's it's a it's a really interesting job um that i would love to know more about well hey let's let's all save this for next oscar season because this is t- it's time to wrap up the Cole Popshire Oscar season, and I wish I could think of a really funny joke of how to wrap it up with something as, like, lackluster as what happened this year, um, but I can't. Uh, all I can... Maybe... No, this is it. This... Me saying this... Uh, what would have what been good to was to save Aaron's car accident story to the end. How <laughs> <laughs> um, do you? That's yeah. not a lackluster story. <laughs> but just like, why so, are they fucking doing this again? Why are they talking about... <laughs> Um, about streets in Christchurch <laughs> so thank you so much for listening everybody if you like this episode come and join us on the discord there'll be a link in the show notes come join the discord let us know what you thought of the Oscars and you can also like us on Facebook Instagram Twitter YouTube there's two YouTube accounts one for the podcast and one for the YouTube channel there's a new video coming out tomorrow on the Cult Popsha YouTube channels and I'm very excited about it so look forward to that it's a bad boy at um, and yeah, it's about Barat, this little foreign film that I want to highlight. Barat starring Maria Balaclava. <laughs> <laughs> and stay tuned for the post credit scene, which is coming up after this music. And thanks see for ju- We'll see you next year, Aaron. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>chemistry you'll be hearing that's been absent from the episode <laughs> you just heard. um so paul turner asks if you were to rank all the sub franchises of the mcu and x-men series against your franchise list where would you place them so just the three cat movies four avengers movies original x-men trilogy first class quadrilogy and so on um i don't know that we'll actually like tell you the exact position but i can mm. tell you like where they would be and where okay, they would fall above the uh nymphomatic concept so iron man trilogy um that would be one of the higher ones i do kind of have a soft spot like Iron Man two while it's you know the, the worst one people have and you and i both like iron man three as well mm-hmm. which is a somewhat controversial stance it would be above the nymphomaniac constant but it would be lower than captain america i think captain america is probably the strongest trilogy we have so far that there's almost a a duality or a triality to Mm. cap thor and iron man yeah because cap is like consistent across the board yeah iron man is like a strong start which none of the other two have in my like at least Mm. critically yeah um and thor is a strong ending which iron man doesn't have like iron man and thor are the opposite of each other yeah, in yeah. a way um yeah and when we're getting a fourth um iron man and a fourth captain america movie a fourth as well. iron man a fourth um thor sorry oh, yeah, yeah. um and yeah fourth captain america was just announced so today the, 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 the average will be bumped up i guess <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah thor would probably go around the nymphomaniac constant a lot, I, of, I, lot of heavy lifting from ragnarok well and i, I like the first thor Mm, uh, like, i don't think people do though yeah yeah, yeah fair. <laughs> but um yeah ragnarok's doing a lot of the heavy lifting and i would say 4-1 is a more good than bad movie and it's more like right. it, it's less like 
Ragnarok's doing all this heavy lifting. It's more like the second one is just pulling it down kind mm. of thing. Mm. Um, and then Guardians would be pretty high. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the... Uh, Doctor Strange doesn't have one yet. Um, I see who you... Avengers. Uh, yeah, the Avengers movies would be pretty high. I'd probably put them above Cap. Yeah, but then again, they have the weaker one. They, weaker have, one, one, they but, have one bad one, but three good ones, which is the same as Cap. Yeah, yeah. True. If anything... I think Captain America 1's quite weak, so... Yeah. Um, Spider-Man is, yeah, pretty Such a complicated question, man. I don't know yeah. where to put the Spider-Man movies. I've seen a lot of hate for Far From Home since it's released. That, mm. like, that didn't occur to me at all. And I think as well, I've become more aware of kind of the deviousness of making the MCU Spider-Man movies about like a, a richer a Peter Parker kid, yeah. who's fighting the working class. Yeah. Like feel very uncomfortable about that. Yeah. And didn't realize that till much it's, after it's we recorded yeah. the episode. Um, uh, what other series are there? Is that it within the MCU? Yeah, I think it might be. The other ones don't have sequels yet. Um, oh, Ant Man. Uh, probably above Thor. Yeah. Lower than the others. They're, just, they're, they're fun. Yeah, Thor, Thor and Spider Man are both just. I mean, sorry. Ant Man and Spider Man are both very just like mm. serviceable, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as for like where these. Like, would any of them be in the top 10 in our ranking, do you think? No. Maybe Avengers. Yeah, maybe Avengers. Um, yeah. I've been thinking about Infinity War a lot, though. That's a good movie. Mm. Let's go watch it. We didn't talk about X Men. Should we? T- oh yeah, the, yeah. The X-Men, I would say the prequel X Men's, despite having two bad ones at the end. Yeah, I enjoyed the first two a lot more than any of the other X Men. Yeah, yeah. And Logan's yeah. the only good Wolverine, and the original well, well, X Men's well, um, kind like, of dated. Yeah, because um, Deadpool's probably the most consistent yeah. of them all. Well, well, the, well, if you count the Wolverine trilogy, it's almost like another Nymphomaniac constant because yeah. it's like uh, Logan really is bad. Logan is as good as um, uh, Origins yeah. Wolverine is bad, yeah, yeah. and then Wolverine, the Wolverine, is a b- perfectly neutral yeah, yeah. movie kind of thing. Um, although, uh, yeah, yeah, even Origins Wolverine, I kind of like in some ways. Um, it's an answer to last week's question. Yeah. All right. Yeah.